Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. Yeah, and good Sunday morning to you. Whitey Gleason, Chuck Walter with you till... What do you think, 1 o'clock? Does that work for you today, Chuck? Sounds good to me. Okay. What, what, what do you think of this? Since it's Sunday and we're with you till one, we're the, the brunch bunch. I mean, until we come up with something better, can we be the... No? I like it. It's uh, it's good to good to formally meet you, Whitey. We, we were talking about this off the air. We've probably said about 30 words to yes. each other over the last year just because we never worked the sca- same schedules and we're never on the clock at the same time. Yeah. And here we are, four mm-hmm. hours of radio, and it's yeah. like we've known each other for years. Yes. Technically, we were on the air at the same time. Do you remember when? Yes, uh, Warriors post after right. winning the championship. Yeah, the uh, what one a.m. to four a.m. shift. Yeah, the, the special you, show with JD and I were on our way out, and you and Alan were taking over. Yeah, oh yeah, we, but we you were remote, so that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Uh, first things first. Here, understand you are a big, big fan of uh, Better Call Saul. And Huge. I think it was on Twitter. You say definitely worth the time investment. Huh? Definitely worth the time investment. Um, big breaking bad guy. So I gave Better Call Saul a chance. Mm-hmm. And unlike some, I, I didn't binge watch and catch. A, I, I watched season one like five years ago. Waited for season two, three through six or whatever it was. And wonderful show. The, the flashbacks. Um, it, it's perfect. It, it puts Breaking Bad's time perspective and how Saul turned into the guy that we know is Saul, and then just a, a great ending, um, just like in Breaking Bad. Vince Gilligan, if you're listening, golf clap. Nothing against Better Call Saul. I've seen a little of it, loved Breaking Bad. In fact, my wife has family in Albuquerque, and I've been to the house and all that when visiting. Go by. Have you ever done that, where you go by and visit all the sites yeah, and go I've by been the house? To the, uh, I've been to Kevin McAllister's house okay. in all Illinois. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, didn't see the didn't see the wet bandits lurking around. <laughs> um, so, better call Saul. Thumbs up. How about uh, House of the Dragon, which starts I think starts tonight. HBO. Are you going to watch? I'm guessing that's a Targaryen spinoff. It's exactly what it is. Apparently, yeah. Uh, I didn't get past season three of Thrones. Okay, is that because you didn't like it, or no, you just, no, no, yeah. just uh, busy. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I tried giving it the the full recap. Um, they, they had the little five minute condensed versions on YouTube. So I gave that a shot, and by the end of season, there's just so many different families and characters, and yes, I have ADD, man. You should try, re- or maybe you shouldn't try reading the book, because there's some like three pages, like, I have no idea who we're talking about, but I'm just going to roll on here. But I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't read a book in about six years, but I uh, <laughs> read a lot of articles. There you um, go. So. Who has time for books? A guy as busy as you are. Yeah. TV, radio, my goodness. Here's the thing about um, 
House of the Dragon. I may watch, I may not. If I watch, it'll be because I want to cleanse my palate of the way um, Game of Thrones ended. And since you haven't seen it, I'll, you know, we won't go into it. But Game of Thrones reminded me a lot of the 2016 Giants season, where it started off as like, this is the greatest thing ever. Even year, they're going to win another championship. They're destroying everybody at the All-Star break. And then second half's like, oh, my goodness. They couldn't win a game. And, of course, they had that uh, collapse against the Cubs. And that's kind of how Game of Thrones was. Game of Thrones was like, oh, my goodness. This is unbelievable. And then the way it ended was, really? That's how it's going to end? And quite the time investment, too. Absolutely. Although it depends what you consider binging. You know, Evan Giddings? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had this discussion with Evan Giddings. To Evan Giddings, he'll say, oh, binge watch so-and-so. Well, really, how much you watch? I watched like two episodes. Yeah. I watched yeah. like an hour. Like, Evan, that's not binge watching. Like, heart well, of the, I think it is. Heart of the pandemic. If we go back to March 2020, I was probably watching upwards of uh, 10 hours of TV a day. There you just, go. Just locked in my dungeon watching. And it was good for the country. season of Tiger King. Yeah. I'd finish up Tiger King and Joe Exotic. I'd go over to Better Call Saul, watch my yeah. season. Mm -hmm. Then I'd go back to Breaking Bad and rewatch it. Then I'd go over to Stranger Things, give it five episodes. Eh, not a Stranger Things guy. Uh, went over to Thrones, and that was the one show I couldn't get through, Thrones. so mm, Just too dense, just never quite grabbed you? Yeah, just yeah. just too many characters. I'm I like, who you. the hell is this guy? You look at your phone for two minutes, all of a sudden there's you know some demon lady you know killing people with her mind. I'm like, What's going on here? I just, I don't know. All right, so you're being polite. You said, well, I never really, I uh, just didn't uh, watch it all. Sounds like you really didn't like it, which is fine. I get that, but it's okay. I know you're being polite because we don't know each other that well. Sounds like you thought it sucked. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Big Tyrion Lannister guy. He okay. The um, running back on the 49ers, Tyrion, do you think, could he be named after Tyrion Lannister? I don't I don't think the timelines work that way. I was wondering, because yeah. the books came out a long time ago, but yeah, you're right. Nobody reads books anymore. Because that's not really a name, is it? Or isn't that one that they kind of made up for the show? I don't I don't know. It seems like a name that the Knights of the Round Table would use, Tyrion. Yeah. Okay. Lord Tyrion. But Yeah. All right. Uh, he's Chuck. I'm Whitey. We're underway here. 888-957-9570. You want to participate today? That, of course, is the uh, Comcast Business text line. Uh, or if you want to uh, phone in your comments, we'd love to talk with you. Did you watch the preseason uh, game? Two, almost called the finale, wishful thinking. Game 2, 49ers 2-0 in the preseason. I think the best thing about the preseason game last night, Chuck, is the fact that we're almost done now with the preseason. See, I have a... Spin zone. I have a different take than you. And yes, to answer your original question, I watched way too much of that preseason game. Because well, you're every, actually working it. Every you? snap. Yeah, yeah. Lorenzo and myself yeah. at the postgame show. Yeah, sure. And when the topics are as sparse as they are for an hour-long postgame show that's on the fly, unscripted and everything, you kind of have to watch every single play. But I, I think that this is actually an important game because of this. One through 30, you're set. You know who the guys are for the 49ers this year, but it never takes 30 guys to win a championship. You need the 53 guys on your roster with all the injuries, with special teams. You need to see who can play and who can't. And I think yesterday was a good chance to to see guys like a Jason Poe, uh, see guys like a Samuel Womack that we, we know what he can do, but now it really cements it. And then uh, Drake Jackson had a good game, so I'm a fan of it. Yeah. Javon Kinlaw had a good game, but you could say, well, he better, right? Playing against twos and threes. I know he's coming off of an injury, but yeah, he looked great. On the other hand, well, he if he didn't look great, there would be an issue. Yeah, and it scares you a bit that he's playing a full half of 
you know, a meaningless preseason game when everyone else that is quote unquote ready to go, even Trey Lance are sitting out. Um, but when you're coming off an injury, I, I think it's just to get him some extra reps out of anyone that's starting, not named Trey Lance, probably has the least amount of experience. So get him out there for some run. I don't hate it. And then the sack, get his confidence up. Yeah, yeah. By the way, here's a tip for working with Loneal, and I've had the privilege of working with him a handful of times. I'm sure you have too, so you may already know this. If you're ever working with low TV, radio, and you feel like he's not engaged, and he typically is, but if he's not for whatever reason, or if you just want to get him going, you just mentioned the old 1960s movie, Old Yeller, and it's a Disney movie about a, a dog out in the middle of Texas, and <laughs> these people have this dog, and you start singing Old Yeller, and his ears perk up. He's like, whoa! Oh, Yeller, you know, oh, Yeller. So he loves that movie. So just, yeah. I, I hit him with a Willy Wonka quote last night, actually. We were <laughs> really? talking, yeah, it was on the fly, and we were talking about um, Javon Kinlaw, and I said he needs to break through. This is the this is the season where he busts through, like Grandpa Joe and yeah. and Wonka and, and Charlie Bucket going yeah. through the factory. Yeah. I've never gone up this elevator, but <laughs> and he loved it. He's like, right. oh. yeah. but, but the best part You're about it was he, he said, oh, I love that show. I love Charlie Wonka. I'm like, <laughs> It's not really the show, but yeah. I love it too. Yeah. Uh, let's see here on the text line 707. Uh, I can't let Game of Thrones go, but Stranger Things is is awesome. Yeah. I, I'm kind of with you. I watched a little bit, almost got through all the first season and just couldn't quite complete the deal. I watched every uh, season one was fantastic. And if we're if we're talking all these Netflix and HBO shows, Westworld was the same. Season one of Westworld, one of the greatest shows I ever saw. Season two was that pretty good. That just came back, by the way, for whatever season three or four. Or whatever yeah, and I, I gave up on it. By season three, when, confusing, yeah, right? when Dolores is running around New York or wherever they are, they're in Tokyo. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on with this show? So I gave up on it. Stranger Things, the wife is actually watching it right now. Got back into it. But uh, once they took out once they took out Rudy, mm. I was done. Yeah, You don't take out Rudy Rudiger. No. Sean Austin, the Goonies, yeah. uh, they, they took him out, and that was it for me. But I actually did watch more than that. Um, I do know Hopper's running around in Russia somewhere, but it's all just confusing. I yeah. mean, I, as you said, I, I'm somewhat busy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, the thing about Westworld was it was so cool initially, like, what's going on here, right? Oh, how is this all working? Then you find out, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. And then they didn't know what to do, right? So, okay, now the... The robot's got to leave That's how Walking Dead and, was. You yeah. know, if they could just tie the ribbon on Walking Dead, I would have finished it. But by right. season five, it was like, all right, all the main characters are dead. Yeah. Uh, where are we going People with People are this? still watching. We need more. Yeah. One more more. <laughs> Is anyone still watching? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen I don't know anyone myself. is still watching, but yeah. apparently. Yeah. How about second half of the game last night? Other than you, was anyone watching that? I, I you know, I know we talked a little bit before the show about the backup quarterback battle. And, you know, Sudfeld's pretty good. It's one thing I would say about the preseason. He's a preseason superstar, that's for sure. He but is. how many checkdowns and balls into the flats is he throwing in order to have that 13 for 17 efficient 102 yards? I'd go with I'd go with Brock Purdy. Come Ups Come on. Upside. I watched him a lot at Iowa State. You're desperate to get people to call on a Sunday morning. You're I watched better than him. That, I watched him a lot at Iowa State. Let's just say that uh, Big 12 overs. Did you binge watch him at Iowa State? Big 12 State? overs are a thing in Chuck Walter's notebook. Okay. Uh, I'm a big Big 12 over guy. I see that line set at 60 and a half. We're hammering the over. Yeah. And Brock Purdy was good, man. Four year starter. Uh, six foot one. You don't really like that, but. 
good at processing the information. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a little bit of athleticism. If you do go with a backup to Trey Lance, why not go with a guy that more uh, you cater the offense to Trey and his skill set. Brock Purdy has more of that skill set than Nate Sudfeld, who is a massive human being. He's like six seven um, and, and a big guy. But uh, the question I have for you is if Trey Lance were to go down, do you have faith in either one of them? Does it really matter? I have more faith in Sudfeld than I had before the preseason started. I know it's only been two games. But that, to me, that's so risky that you have, okay, Trey Lance, we don't know. There's every chance he's going to be a really good quarterback. I think he's going to be, but we just don't know. Then you have him behind an offensive line where, like, the center and the two guards had to play last night, right? Because you need reps. And to your point, you got another game Thursday and everyone sat at except, hey, uh, Burford, we need you to play. And Banks, you guys got to play at least the first half because you got a lot of question marks there. Then you got a backup in Sudfeld who's never started a game. So, again, more question marks. So that would make me, if I were Kyle Shanahan, and I'm not, uh, but if I were, that would make me a little nervous. That said, after two games, I feel like, okay, I understand what they see in Sudfeld. Uh, you know, the way he runs the the, the boot, um, the rollout, which is a staple of the Shanahan offense, and he's pretty accurate. So I feel a little better about him. But I think if that were to happen where Trey's out for a while, it's going to depend on who you play. If you're trying to get by with Nate Sudfeld against a really good team. You have to have a stretch there where you're playing good teams. I don't like that much at all. Nate Sudfeld, in the game against the Packers, he had the uh, 39-yard pass to Ray Ray McLeod. Most wide-open ball you'll ever see. Kudos to him for completing it. Mm-hmm. Some may overthink it, underthrow it, overthrow it, threw it on the money. Okay. Yeah. Aside from that, have you seen anything but checkdowns? I mean, it's 17. He threw one over the middle the other day that or yesterday that it was probably 10, 12 yards, but I don't know anything about the guy's arm mm-hmm. aside from the fact that he's precise on the checkdowns and it uh, seems like he does manage the offense pretty well. But uh, the fact that we're having this discussion. <laughs> what was he, 6-9? and nine? No, he was better than he that. He was 13-17 yeah. yeah, last nine, night. Yeah, 6 nothing in the first half. And some drops in there. No, that was Purdy who had the drops. Sudfeld may have had one, but Purdy got shafted yesterday. It was... Uh, Big third down, a big third down the preseason huge, game, the first quarter. Huge, huge third down. I cannot stress enough how big of a third down opportunity this was. But Jawan Jennings dropped it, would have easily moved the chains and then some. And then right after, right off Trey Sermons, yeah. the, off the stone hands, boing. Yeah. And uh, so, so two straight drops. to catch it like this instead of just catching it like this. Two straight drops that negatively affects the stats right there that Kyle Shanahan's going to watch on tape. That's Are you a Brock Purdy. Purdy apologist? Is that what you've become? Just the like, station Brock and Purdy then, apologist? And then at the one-yard line, you got JT or whatever his name is jumping over the line seven seconds early and, and throwing off the timing there. So Here's I don't an think idea, he, Brock Purdy. Hang on to the freaking football. Huh? Oh. Hang on to the freaking football at the, the goal line. The Brock Purdy slander from you. <laughs> Uh, uh, that fumble on the handoff from Purdy is not on him on the text line. All right, I withdraw the comment. Yeah, I know your partner, according to what I see on the text line here, your partner, Lone Neal, said at some point, I assume he said it with you, but he said, look, they got to keep him because if you let Brock Purdy go, someone else is going to snatch him up. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like he makes good decisions, has a little bit of athleticism, has a good arm. I think coming out of Iowa State at one point, had he left a year prior I don't think he would have been Mr. Irrelevant, the last overall pick. Something happened in that senior season. Wasn't the great. His sophomore year was his best year. 
um, stayed in college for a long time as a four-year starter. And, uh, you know, as we've seen with Samuel Womack III at just 5'9", if you're undersized at your position, it yeah. has a lot that goes into it. That doesn't always mean you can't or can play. Do you really think... 5'9", um, good size, by the way. Yeah. 5'10", yeah. with shoes on here. Yeah. Um, do you really think there's a chance that that Purdy is better than Sudfeld by the end of the year? I mean, if... if do you see him as a guy with more upside than Sudfeld? Yeah. I, I can't say you're wrong. I don't know. He's younger. Yeah. He's younger. I think he has more upside. He, he He's played less. He has more athleticism. And um, it's the backup quarterback spot. Yeah. You know, why not take the guy that has some upside and hope you never have to see it? Right. Because I, I think the answer to that is, and you probably know this as well, if not better than I, that given the fact that, uh, you know, he's never seen what an NFL defense is really like, and you got a young quarterback, you got to have somebody with a little experience. That's why I'm surprised they don't have somebody with more experience uh, than than Sudfeld back there right now, um, but I, I Sudfeld's clearly the, the the guy. He's the backup. He's got to be the backup. I do think Kyle Shanahan. I think we've seen this with going back to Hoyer and with Mullins. I think Kyle Shanahan has been guilty of what I call scheme arrogance. And I think Kyle Shanahan sees certain guys like that guy knows what I'm doing and he can make these throws and my scheme will carry him. And my fear is that Sudfeld's actually one of those guys that maybe he's not that good. He's played, I think, you know, well in the preseason. But that the reason he's there is because Kyle Shanahan says, ah, he knows my scheme. My scheme will carry us through. And I hope that's not the case. So you said you don't think there's a battle here, that Sudfeld's clearly the guy. There's no battle. You don't think so? No, battle is, no, absolutely not. Okay. I mean, Purdy, I I agree with you that he's shown that he's, he, he can do some things, but I don't think he's done enough where you'd say, whoa, watch out, Nate Sudfeld, because he just hasn't actually played an NFL game yet. Well, Nate Sudfeld's barely played an NFL game. He's never started. You're right. You're never right, started. How many played? What, 30 passes in the NFL? What's he completed? It's not many. Yeah. Good 60% of them. Well, he's going to complete a lot of passes if he's throwing little two yard dinkers to Jermichael Hasty for his touchdowns. I, I mean, what the defense gives and, and you. no disrespect. I, you should know. I played quarterback at a high level. I was the quarterback of the Vlail Vikings and Pop Warner. Okay. So just you should know that before you start casting aspersions at my quarterbacking knowledge. Who, who'd you play like back in the day? Uh, well, you, you know, like we didn't a, throw a lot. We didn't throw a ton. I think one game was four for so seven. So you were basically like a Navy quarterback? <laughs> we, that's ran who, a, that's we, we ran a T formation the first three games and got rolled, so we went to the single wing and uh, won the rest of our games. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't really air it out. Yeah. Okay, but, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you would have been good at Navy, just handing it off. Yeah, exactly. Fullback, fullback yeah. dive. Or keep it and run it myself. Uh, George Odom last night, though. Um, he, he may be your starting free safety for a minute. Mm-hmm. Depends how long Jimmy Ward's out, and uh, that's where preseason comes in handy. And granted, it's got plenty of experience. Started a lot of games last year for the Colts. Had a pretty good season, so you add in his veteran leadership and at least his his knowledge of the position. But uh, last night, getting him some run mm-hmm. with that second team defense, I think it's huge. I'm I'm a preseason guy, man. I get up for these games. The, the most well, boring, good. the most boring product you'll ever watch. Yeah. But I do think it's important to make sure that guys forty through fifty three on the roster, especially when you're talking about special teams, you, you pick the right guys. Yeah, dudes are going to go down. And last year, look at who one of the most important players on the team was. Come week. 1920, whatever it was against the Packers, it was Tano Hufanga. Mm-hmm. Where was he in terms of most important players in the preseason? Probably not high. 
888-957-9570. He's Chuck. I'm Whitey. We'll go to Justin in San Jose. Justin, you're on with Chuck and Whitey. What's up? Hey, hey, no much. Hey, man, with these three quarterbacks that we got, I'm not happy. Uh, Phil and that other guy, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm losing faith in Kyle. You think about it, we replaced. We replace Jimmy for uh, Trey, and then we get two people that damn near like Trey. Uh, I mean, Jimmy. It's not going to work for us. Jimmy, if Trey go down, then we the whole Niner team go down. We're not winning anything. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, I understand the point. If any quarterback goes down, you're not winning anything. Who's Tom Brady's backup right now? Do we know? Uh, isn't it uh, the Rams' backup? I've never even heard of the Trask? guy. Is Kyle Trask backing up Brady now? Kyle Trask. Ooh, he's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm just answering your question. No, I'm just Don't saying. Don't come into like, my kitchen. Which I just team, if if your Joe question. Burrow goes down for the Bengals, it's, is it Kyle Allen? Like, none of these backup quarterbacks, is, except, and typically the thing is, if you have a good backup quarterback, you probably don't have a great quarterback. The Maybe. teams that have the good backup quarterbacks, it's like the, uh, the Mariota and the Desmond Ritter with the Falcons or the... Um, Look at some of these teams, the the Joe Flacco and the Zach Wilson for the Jets. You know, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson's not really proven. And uh, all these different teams that have guys that, you know, are pretty much interchangeable. Uh, by the way, speaking of Tom Brady, we have this update for Adam Schefter. Tom Brady is expected to return to the team for a source very shortly Brady left the Bucks earlier this month for personal reasons. We don't know what those personal reasons are or were. There, of course, has been some speculation that he left the Bucks so he could be on The Masked Singer. Um, but that's just, you know, I don't, I'm not putting any stock can in that. Can he sing, too? I don't what know. What can't this I, guy do? I guess we'll find out. I have a hard time believing that the Bucks would say, oh, you want to leave camp? Has for- he... Yeah, go ahead, Tom. Has he made his uh, big screen debut yet? I know he was in Entourage, and he was great in that episode where they went golfing with with drama, and he gave him the club. Yeah, he broke Tom Brady's club. He's he's great in the subway Drama's commercials. Like, but I'm Tom. Bra- is this custom? Mine's straight Tom, off the wreck. Wasn't Tom Brady in the movie um, Ted, or were they just talking about him? Yeah, he's in the movie Ted. Was he in Ted? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ted you're, you're right. Ted he, was a, he was in Ted, Ted too. too. Sorry. Yeah. They steal something, right? They sneak into his house. and So he has made his big screen debut. Okay. Uh, 888-957-9570. Uh, let's see. We're trying to figure out what kind of shape the 49ers are in, backup quarterback-wise. Can we agree, Chuck? We haven't agreed on a lot so far today, and that's fine. That's why we're having so much fun. Can we agree um, that Jimmy is the backup? I mean, you can forget about that. Oh, they should have kept that. That isn't going to happen. It'd be nice. no way it was ever going to happen. In a perfect world, yes, it'd be great. If Jimmy Garoppolo said, I'd, I'd love to stay. I love this town. Trey Lance is a wonderful human being, and I would love to learn more from him. I'll be his backup. <laughs> I'll take a pay cut. In fact, I love this place so much, I'll stay for free. Why yeah. not? You yeah. know, give me uh-huh. 20 bucks an hour. I'm right. I'm there. Right. But it's not a perfect world. No, it's not, it's, not. it's not happening. He'd be the greatest backup in the history of backups. Although Mariota, pretty nice. Mariota, Mariota. I think it's Mariota, but uh, Mariota. Yeah, but I, I'm fine with either one, and I'm I'm sure he's heard worse. Um, the, my point is this. For the, the caller, Justin, appreciate Justin listening. For anyone to look at the 49ers situation and say, what are they doing? They should keep Jimmy as a backup. They really can't. I, that's not on the board. Jimmy didn't want to do that. So I don't, you can criticize the 49ers for many things. 
you can't really reasonably criticize them for not keeping Jimmy as a backup because he was never close to being on board with that. It wasn't no. an option. No, and I think Trey Lance looks good. I, I That call right there, I don't understand it. I think he looks fine. Give the guy some time. Looks looks like a leader. Says yeah. all the right things. After watching a feature piece, tell you what, one of our reporters up at Channel 5, Max Darrow, went to uh, Marshall, Minnesota, his hometown, and talked to everyone. We got the origin story. Five-minute condensed story from all his coaches and, and the town and everything. And this guy, everyone, and granted, you go anywhere and you talk to anyone's hometown, they're going to have good things to say Hopefully. about the guy. Yeah. But just, you know, having the magnifying glass out and, and hearing what these people said about him and, and the background that he comes from just seems like he's got a really good head on his shoulders. Sure. And, and you combine that with talent you combine that with rushing ability. You combine that with being able to process information on the fly like they said he can do. And what's not to like? Mm -hmm. I thought we got the answers to some questions that were bothering me anyway uh, a couple weeks ago when we found out that last year Trey Lance in the preseason game where he hurt his finger against the Raiders, that that had bothered him all throughout the season and he couldn't grip the football properly and he therefore wasn't throwing the ball properly and his arm was hurting. Because I was wondering... Why in the Arizona game last year, for example, he ran the ball so much. And I think he did throw 20-something times. But he just wasn't healthy. And I think that also was one of the reasons why the 49ers made the decision. All right, Jimmy's the guy. And once they decided on that, they were off and running once they made the commitment. I think the plan was for Trey to play a lot more last year. Why didn't he? Oh, there's something wrong. He's not as good as they thought. No, he was hurt. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, in that Cardinals game, he ran a lot when he probably shouldn't have ran. Right. You know, tucked yeah, it. some of that's on him. And, right, and, that, right, and it was nice right. in that first preseason game against the Packers. The one play that he did run, the nine-yard rush, he stepped up, and you could tell. In that Cardinals game, he's looking first option, sees that it's covered, and he's bolting. And, and he did that nonstop. Checked every option, you know? I think looked both ways, basically. Checked mm -hmm. twice. Um, saw that no one was open. And then you see how effortlessly he just glided for nine yards. So that's something that I'm looking to see improvement from in Trey Lance this year. Just the overall ability to, you know, process on the fly and, you know, make the correct reads. And instead of just bolting right after, you know, because you get the you get the happy feet in the pocket when you see NFL defenses coming at you for the first time. Or even Pop Warner defenses, believe me. Any defense coming at you, even in Madden. You know, sometimes you just yeah. want to take off when the pocket collapses. Yeah. So to see him step up, albeit in a preseason game against the Packers twos and threes, but to see him step up and, you know, really look to pass first Check before he took off. before he crossed the street, so to speak. Yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. But he's no Brock Purdy, I guess, huh? My goodness. Oh, Wow. I'm not giving him that much love. I'm just saying I think th there's at least a competition for the backup spot. Uh-huh. Well, I, I appreciate how much you enjoy the preseason, which, you know, they used to call it the exhibition season, but it, they someone decided, let's call it the preseason. It's like a pre-owned car. It's a used car. No, it's a pre-owned yeah, car. Yeah, but at the same time, think about it. If you're Kyle Shanahan and you're sitting on the sidelines here and you know that there's, let's say, there's 10 roster spots up for grabs right now. You know 1 through 43 who's on this team. And he's saying, all right, I'm looking for someone that can play on special teams that's you know got some size on them, that can run, can make the right plays. And now you're just basically looking for situational football 
trying to figure out who plugs in where if certain things were to happen. Sure. I, you know, it, it's a terrible product to watch. Don't get me wrong. And, and the fact that less and less of these star players are playing. I mean, I saw the Raiders-Dolphins game yesterday. You, you forget that the Raiders have good players. Right. You know, you're just mm-hmm. like, who, who's even playing in these games? Mm-hmm. But um, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, no, I, I appreciate your enthusiasm. It is football uh, after all. But I really, I, I realize now, wow, there's only one preseason game left. Um, I can remember, because I've been around a while, Charlie. I remember when there were six of those suckers. It's like, oh, my goodness. And here we are, almost done with the preseason. And I know we have almost, what, two weeks between the end of the preseason and the start of the regular season. But we're almost That's through. a full Big Ten 2020 condensed season right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> preseason. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And then uh, Trey Lance is supposed to play this week. So, yeah, very exciting times for Football fans and 49er fans, 888-957-9570. Bob, we'll get to you on the other side. Uh, Give us a call. Shoot us a text on the Comcast business business text line. Pardon me. We'd love to hear from you on the Sunday. Chuck Walter and me, Whitey Gleason, on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Sunday morning, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason, and Chuck Walter on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Comcast Business text line. We're going back and forth about the merits of the preseason, which Chuck apparently is a big fan of. And I think that's kind of cool because we we get what we get with the preseason. Might as well enjoy it rather than complain about this. And I tend to do that as preseason. But I get it. It's football. It's back. And we only have one more to go. So you're not excited whatsoever at the fact that the 49ers just allowed the uh, the Vikings, or I guess held the Vikings to only seven points. That means nothing to you that the twos and threes the dominated Vikings? their twos was that and really, threes? Was that the, really the Minnesota Vikings? Dude, I didn't recognize. <laughs> One, Kellen Mond. Yeah. Not good. Mm-hmm. Not good. Jordan Love the week before didn't look great. The Packers aren't in great hands. When Kirk Cousins decides to hang it up or at least switches to a new team, if that ever happens, they're not in great hands with Kellen Mond. They may have uh, spent the wrong draft pick right there. Not that he was that high of a pick, but regardless, didn't yeah. look great. And then aside from that, 
I'm looking down the roster. None of their big names played. I mean, Alexander Madison, the uh, the number one handcuff in fantasy football history because Dalvin <laughs> Cook spends so much time away from the field. But, um, yeah, aside from that, not many names. Ty Chandler, remember uh, – him back at Tennessee, he was pretty good. But aside from that, yeah. Not, I have to admit, I got a little excited watching your telecast last night um, at the end of the game when as George Kittle was talking to Cousins. I was like, hey, there's Kirk Cousins. Like, he wasn't even playing. It's like, there's a real quarterback. Wow. Cool to see that one Mond interception. Um, and it was Womack with the blitz, right? And then Odom intercepted the pass. And I love that because it looked like kind of one of those zone blitz things where you have the blitz and then the quarterback looks for the, the vacated area and ends up throwing it into coverage. But I really think it was just really a terrible throw. Terrible throw. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, Good and, play by Odom, but a terrible throw. And when Kellen Mond was leaving Texas A&M, I think some, there were the two types of scouts. There were the scouts that were drooling over the guy's physical abilities and, and what he could become. And there were the other people that watched Kellen Mond and said he looks disinterested, slow to learn, um, just just did not really get it done. I use the words processing information. He mm. just seemed like he had no sense of urgency. What Trey Lance does really well, learn on the fly, Kellen Mond did not. And so far, it's not translating well to the NFL. Uh, 10 for 20, two interceptions, a rating of 21.3 against the 49ers secondary, which apparently is very good because uh, Jordan Love didn't look good either. Or uh, the quarterbacks just stink. Or a combination of both. Yeah, here was one of those interceptions courtesy of Mr. Odom. He's in motion to the left. Gallon straight drop. Throws it to the left side. Intercepted through it right to the DB at the 18-yard line. And heading up the field into Vikings territory. It's an interception for the San Francisco 49ers. Their fourth this preseason, George Odom. Speaking of disinterested, I'm dying to find out what you thought of the Jimmy G uh, ghosting the 49ers story. If what you make, if anything, of that. Before we get to that, 888-957-9570. Let's talk to Polo in San Francisco on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Polo? No much, no much. Hey, with this Jimmy situation and Trey Young situation, it gives me a Kaepernick vibe. Not saying um, Trey Lance is a, a Kaepernick, but uh, um, Alex Smith got injured mm-hmm. and came back from his injury, done good, and then he lost his uh, spot to Kaepernick, and now Jimmy in the same situation, doing good, injured constantly, and then now here's Trey Lance coming in, taking his spot. And now what be shipping off uh, Jimmy G, and now we left with these the quarterbacks that we have. Now, that's, I kind of agree with the uh, last caller. Uh, we're in a tough situation, and I kind of don't trust Shanahan anymore after this. Well, thanks, Paula, for the call. Appreciate your listening. Hoping you have your, uh, hoping you're you're having a great morning. But what? 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 Alex Smith, you you see, he was down in San Jose last night. Big game for the Quakes. They took really? down uh, LAFC, best team in soccer. Alex Smith was there. Alex Smith was there. Yeah, was just watching some. Was watching Benji Kakanovich and Cade Cal strike in the back of the net. Big win for the Quakes. I, I know there's Quakes win. fans listening. Can't believe we've taken us 38 minutes to talk about that big win for the Quakes. Huge win. Yeah. We, we buried the lead today. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Alex Smith was there. But what, um, what are we talking about? Here? I, I don't know what we're talking about here. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, what do they do with these? They have Jimmy. Why are they playing these young quarterbacks? Jimmy's done here. He's done. It's, yeah. Finito. Yeah. Unless. Unless 
if there was a non-contact drill, let's say tomorrow on the fine Monday and Trey Lance's knee popped out, I think you have no other choice. I mean, Brock Purdy did look pretty good. Purdy, Purdy, <laughs> Purdy good. Yeah. Uh, that was the worst Larry David impersonation of all time. Purdy, Purdy. But um, Ryan gave you the thumbs down, and he doesn't do that to anybody. No, it was it was terrible. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. I'm ashamed. That was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. No, I'm ashamed. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no. If if the knee popped out, it's a different story. He's back on. You know, Jimmy. Hey, how are you? It's uh, it's Jed. Come on back. Or I guess he wouldn't have to come on back because he's already there on the on the sidelines. But it's like, hey, Jimmy, why don't you come on over to this field? They'd welcome him back in a heartbeat. Sure. But, but even and, then, unless that happens in about 10 yeah. days, see ya. But even then, and I agree with you completely, but even then there's a possibility that Jimmy would say, nah, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I don't think so. I don't think so. Although, going back to your point about the text messages thing, Maybe he does have a little petty side to him, you know. Mm -hmm. Read receipts are on. Clearly sees it and not responding to his to his guys. I, yeah. I don't stand for that. Yeah. So that's, what did you make of leadership. that? And that apparently goes back to before it was clear the 49ers were going to move on from him. It was after he signed his big deal. It's like, where's Jimmy? <sighs> Gone. No, they they said he had the the big signing, the press conference, welcome to San Francisco, and then they just didn't hear from him yeah. until he came back for camp. I'm not a fan, uh -huh. personally. I, I hate it when I get ghosted. And if you are a 22-year-old, let's say you're hypothetically someone like, uh, let's just go with a name that's on the sheet of paper here, a Samuel Womack III, yeah. and you're coming in, and, hey, can I get Jimmy's number? I have a question for him. And you're texting Jimmy, and you're a little nervous because it's your first year on the job, and you're trying to prove yourself, and you're just not the most outspoken guy in the world. And you ask him a question. You get the read receipts and nothing for months. You're just like, is Jimmy ever going to get back to me? It, it sucks. Yeah. I'm but, not a fan. But, Chuck, don't you think if it really were an issue that we would have heard something about it before now? Yeah, I, don't, I think it's a non-issue. I'm just... I am saying, if you're asking my personal opinion on it, I, I'm not a fan of the of the the phantom text. I, yeah. I don't like being ghosted now. I'm, I, I apologize. I, I take the time out of my day to text you. <laughs> you either turn the read receipts off and blow me off. That's fine. But if you're gonna read it, respond at least. Toss me like the the double tap thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, you know, like sure. You ask him a question. Hey, yeah. Jimmy, uh, I, I'm wondering about these schemes. And he just responds with like a thumbs up. Right, right. Well, you didn't answer my question, Jimmy, it's, but it's thanks for getting back to me. Yeah, from the 925, that's why they're keeping Jimmy till the final hour in case of a true Lance preseason injury. I, I think so. It's part of it, but the other it, part is they don't... Sliver. Yeah, they still want to get something for him rather than let him go and see him... Oh, they're, they're not like, getting anything for him. Hitching their wagon to... Well, they're, they're hoping. They're they would not. rather that happen. They're ra they'd rather that Cleveland decide to give him something than they would cut him and see him go to the Seahawks. Right? Yeah, it's not happening. I, I think at this point... I agree with you, but I mean that's that's I, I to the Texter's point. I think that's only part of the reason uh, they're keeping. Them. I think they're keeping them because why not? Mm -hmm. You you have them. It's not you know financially responsible right now to to cut them or keep them. It doesn't make a difference either way until a certain point. So until August you thirtieth, right? To, yeah. yeah. So until you get to that certain point, it's like you may as well keep them. Injuries do happen. What if you know? 
again, the knee pops out of the socket. Then it's a completely different story. You can go to him and can we I, go with a different theoretical injury for Trey Lance? Because I did. Can we say he gets sick or something? Because you're making me nervous talking about his knee popping. It's out. the NFL, man. I know it, it is. It happens all the time. I know. Happens all the time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, here's the thing, though, and I got into a big argument with Ray Ratto about this when I was filling in for Damon, and I know Matt Mayoko is the one who wrote about this. If you're the 49ers and you see that Seattle needs a quarterback and you know you have to play them week two, I don't want to let Jimmy go now. And sure, I may end up having to let him go for nothing, but I don't want to do that now, and I don't want to give him and the Seahawks any extra time to get ready for me in week two. Why? It's, it's not that I'm afraid why? of the Seahawks, but why we're talking, would I do that? We're talking about Super Bowl contenders tenders this year and we're scared to go up against jimmy g in week two we're not scared it's just a matter of okay week two who do we play seattle all right is seattle more of a threat to us and they're not much of a threat either way but are they more of a threat with uh geno smith at quarterback or with jimmy at quarterback they're gonna suck regardless Plus, I get Jimmy, and he's got all the intel that he could give them before that game. Look, you're right. I get it. You should beat Seattle either way. But why give them that potential advantage, as slight as it may be, if I don't have to? Why would I? And I will say, with Seattle having the 49ers number, it would be just the 49ers luck for Jimmy G to go there week two. Yeah. The, that game's in Seattle, correct? Week two is here. Week two, okay. Week yeah. two is down in Santa Clara. And as unlikely as it is, that's the last thing you want. No, is but like, it's, it's Jimmy a, came and beat us. It's a storybook ending for I Jimmy know. G, right? It, it's what leads Sports Center. It's like, hey, yes. handsome Jimmy Garoppolo's back in Santa Clara. They didn't want him, and guess what? He threw for 375 yards and absolutely torched <laughs> the 49ers secondary that's right. supposed to be so improved. And Samuel Womack the third was on his backside the entire game doesn't look like inspector gadget anymore the long arms were nowhere to be found and and all these different yeah, so that that would be the uh the concern there but yeah. on the flip side how nice would it be to take them down yeah well i yeah i guess so on the text on your 510 Whitey takes a long time to text back on his flip phone. You have to give him some slack. You got uh, a uh, Verizon chocolate? I, I don't, but that reminds me of, uh, don't you live in Pacifica? I was in Pacifica one time when they were filming one of the Avengers movies or something. I'm there with my, my wife and my daughters, and we're getting ready to have uh, breakfast um, and at high tide, in fact. And I see this guy there on his phone, and I tell one of my daughters, I say, I, that's Robert Downey Jr. I tell you, that's him. And my daughter, Janelle, says, Dad, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have a flip phone. So I was like, okay, I guess probably probably not. Probably wasn't him. Was it Robert Downey Jr.? I don't. I thought it was, but, you know, I don't know. You got to ask been... in that situation. Did you see the, uh, it was a story that came out, I guess not really a story, but a clip that came out a couple weeks ago, and it was Jason Veritek. Longtime Red Sox catcher, the captain, and Veritek was at like a carnival, and someone had this Veritek jersey on, and he walks. The wife of Jason Veritek walks over to the guy, and she's like, "Hey, Jason Veritek jersey, you, you like Jason Veritek?" And this guy's having a full conversation about why he loves Jason Veritek <laughs> with Jason Veritek. He's like, he's giving his full stats. He's like, "Yeah, you know, Veritek, captain." 
career 280 hitter. I thought he had a lot of years left in him. And he's just telling this to Jason Veritek. And then the guy's like, you know I'm Jason Veritek, right? Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. And how did he react? I saw that, but he was I didn't like, have to oh, watch a little clip. Yeah. Jason, good yeah. to see you, man. I didn't nice. recognize you. Yeah. Uh, once my daughter said Robert Downey Jr. does not have a flip phone, I was convinced that you're right. Sleep deprivation, whatever No, it, is. it was Robert was Downey Jr. I bet it was. Yeah, he, was pro he probably wanted to check out the world-famous Taco Bell. Hit up the cantina. <laughs> Confirm Medeo guy. Medeo. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, these Garbaggio fans need to understand the Niners ain't keeping Garbaggio. I don't think there's any need for that on a Sunday, is there? The worst I've heard. It's the Sabbath. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was in for, I think I was in for Willard, and someone was referring to him as Jimmy Garpupolo. And I'd, I'd, never, I'd never heard that one, and I don't know exactly where that's coming from. He's done some good things for the Niners, but now it's time for all of us. To move on, including all the fans say, oh, they should still have Jimmy as the backup instead of uh, the guy that Chuck loves so much, Brock, Brock Purdy. But seriously, it's time for all of us everybody, to move on, right? Hey, We're done with Jimmy. When, when Brock Purdy cashes in on about five straight overs because <laughs> of putting up 35 points a game for the Cyclones, you'd love Brock Purdy, too. The guy could sling it. I like him fine. I just don't want to get carried away and say he should be the backup. The text no, line he like shouldn't him. be the backup. Why shouldn't he be the backup? Because he's just he hasn't done anything. He's totally you've already got a backup in Sudfeld who's a little bit unproven. And Brock Purdy is more, vastly more unproven than even Nate Sudfeld. All right, so let's put it this way. Backup quarterback, if if Brock Purdy or Nate Sudfeld's coming in the game, you're you're somewhat screwed, unless it's garbage minutes. But if you're playing the Rams in week four and knock on wood, Trey Lance, something were to happen to him and it doesn't look good. Go ahead. Well, he blew his knee out. His knee popped no, out, right? Let's say this time he's got a dislocated elbow. You know, or Can some, at least some be his non-throwing elbow? Yeah. Okay, sure. Right, the the non-throwing elbow. We got plenty of wood. We're I knocking can live on with it. That. All right. But let's say Nate Sudfeld comes in there and you find out that he needs to lead the Niners for the next 11 weeks. Are, are does it really Next matter? Eleven weeks. So, so why aren't you going with a guy that has a little bit of upside? Well, I think Nate Sudfeld has some upside. I'm not sure how much Brock Purdy has. The thing is, the key to the scenario you just laid out there is that with this team, there's a chance they don't need as much from a quarterback to get very far and deep into the postseason as you'd normally think, because the running game and the defense have a chance to be so good. Okay, so you, you don't but like Brock the, Purdy ain't taking you nowhere. You don't like the year. fact that that's every, not even unfair to say. I'm not even criticizing him. Come on, that's a football fact. You're right. It is a football fact. But you thinking that Nate Sudfeld's going to take you to the promised land like he's Nick Foles in 2019 or whatever. I mean, he'd be along for the ride. He wouldn't take me there, but he'd be in the back seat going, hey, thanks, defense. He'd be, he'd be, he'd thanks, be, Eric Armstead, he'd be checking Bosa. down 19 of 22 with, with the greatest QBR of all time for 137 yards and the Niners would put up 10 points. I, I mean, there's don't, nothing don't, dynamic there. Don't he gets compare. the job done. Please. Nice guy. Look, you're He's super I'm gonna, cool, dude. I'll, I'll issue one warning. I know that where you were going there. You're trying to compare my guy Nate Sudfeld to Blaine Gabbert. That's where you were going, and I'm just gonna say I'm gonna have to draw a line somewhere. Blaine uh, Gabbert's still in the league. I don't think he is. I think he is. I think he's just, he's the the greatest backup in the wasn't history. He, wasn't he backing up Brady? I, I don't know, but I, I do have to say, is there anything better? Obviously, being a second-string punter would be pretty nice. Not the most lucrative in the world, but compared <laughs> to us regular people, you're making a half a million dollars at least, I would imagine, to be yeah. a backup punter and mm -hmm. do nothing but practice in the shade and kick punts. No one's even watching you. 
Um, but backup quarterback, let's say like like Nate Sudfeld, for example, who, who's who still has you know the eggs haven't been scrambled. Yet. He hasn't been hit a ton. He, he's just chilling back there for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, hasn't taken a lot of hits. Hasn't take the beatings because I mean we don't technically know, but NFL players will tell you. It's taxing sure. on the bodies. Oh, there, yeah. There's a reason why you make so much money, and there's a reason why you know some of these guys are calling it quits at 29, 30, 31 years old. You know, yeah. it's taxing. So to be a backup quarterback like Blaine Gabbert, and that, I think he's the answer to your question about who's Tampa Bay's backup. And I know they do have Kyle Trask, but I think Blaine Gabbert was backing up Brady. That's the greatest quarterback's room of all time. <laughs> Kyle Trask in the three spot. We'll take it on the text line from the nine two five. No need to bash Jimmy. He did good for the Niners, but we spent three first-round draft picks on trade. It's time for him to play. There it is. Thank you. Text of the Day nominee. You signing up on that as a Text of the Day nominee? Is he directly? Yes. And 650 said the same thing. Are they coming at me? Did I say something wrong there about Jimmy G, or was that from the caller? No, that was, uh, that just, was from, we're that pointing was just out from Garpupolo. Garpupolo <laughs> and Garbaggio. Yeah. We just, we're better than that. Yeah, I mean, text line is a war zone sometimes. That's people, true. People come in, they're hot, they call me Walvers. They're, you know, they're, they're, they don't even know who I am. They're coming at me. So I respect it. It's a, uh, it's like an AIM chat room back in the day. I don't know if you were an AIM guy. Huh. Maybe. Not, uh, no, not maybe, so much. Yeah, well, yeah. well, AOL used to have their instant messenger back in the day. And, and the 90s folks out there know this, the millennials of the world. AIM chat rooms were a disgusting place. <laughs> I mean, you would join some of those rant. It would be like, oh, yeah, let's join the uh, Jamarcus Russell fan group. You'd get in there. You saw stuff as a 12-year-old that Ooh, scarred you for the rest of really? time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Leftist Mark, I can see. Yeah. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, I can't say anything that I saw in there on the radio, but those of you that were in an AIM chat room, you, you know. could say it once. You can say anything on the radio once. Our FCC yeah. violations. Uh, right. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck, I don't know what's worse, an AIM chat room or a Call of Duty chat room. That was just brutal. Yeah. Any chat room, basically, where people can hide behind, you know. But the thing is, we have their numbers right here. Whereas if someone technically did say something that was a little over the line, True. I could technically text the person back and yeah. be like, hey, you jackass. Or like, we could I'm send Brian, Brian to their crib. No, we'd send Cam, man, the enforcer. Yeah, we, got, we got six <laughs> three two sixty behind the ones and twos right now. All right, we've talked about Jimmy. We've talked about Tom Brady. We'll probably talk about both of them uh, some more today. But what did you make, Chuck, of the story? Dana White last night on the... Uh, was it the UFC Gronk broadcast? He mentioned, Dana White did, that he had engineered a deal for Brady and Gronk to end up going to the Raiders in their first year in Vegas. And he says, Dana White says, oh, they uh, Gruden nixed the deal. What, what do you make of any of that? Because I'm still trying to figure out who cares what Dana White wanted. Why, why is that? I wanted Brady to go uh, to Vegas, so I engineered a deal. I'm still wrapping my head around that. Yeah, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I mean, hindsight, we're always eating the carrots. Vision's great. And, uh, John Gruden, I'd say, made a mistake there and made a few mistakes, um, to put it lightly. But with that being said, after that game against the Titans, I think there were a large percentage of people. I'm sure plenty said it's Tom Brady. I know he's old, but don't count him out until the guy's done because he's a winner, and that's mm-hmm. what he does. Wherever he ends up, he's going to win. But I think there's a reason why the 49ers didn't go after him. I think there's a reason why John Gruden didn't want him. He looked done against true. the Titans. Are you Titans. buying that? Uh, by the way, do you, do you believe that? I kind of do, and I don't even know why. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I, I think Dana 
you know, speaks what's on his mind. I don't think he's making that up. But, um, dude, Brady looked done against the Titans. It was like the, you know, we were playing the bagpipes. We were playing the taps. <laughs> it was it was over for Tom Brady. He looked <laughs> We're going to do that a little bit for somebody else. But, yeah, you're right. He looked terrible, though. And, and the way that he's bounced back in Tampa and now you give him Julio Jones. Here's the thing about Tom Brady. Brings the best out in people, right? Randy Moss, back in the day, you thought he was done after mm. that stint in Oakland. He goes to the Patriots, has one of the greatest seasons in NFL history. Yeah. Does Julio Jones have that in him? He's about the same age and kind of has the same career trajectory as Moss. Um, maybe a little younger than Moss was, actually. But does Julio Jones have that? Anyone that wants fantasy tips right now, if Julio Jones is there in the late rounds in the 95-7 the game fantasy drafts tonight, you in the league? No, I'm not. You got shafted. No, um, it's, I, it's hundred dollar buy-in, yeah. so you're not missing out. I, 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 w- I was offered a shot, but I, uh, I okay. declined. Um, the difference, though, I understand where you're going here. It's a great point, but Julio Jones has been hurt. That's one of the reasons he hasn't been Julio Jones the last few years. Randy Moss wasn't Randy Moss when he was in Oakland because he's like, I ain't doing this. I don't like it here. So that's the big difference uh, there. I, by the way, I coached Randy Moss in a uh, celebrity basketball game once. Randy I Moss. Told, I told him to run the high pick and roll, and he just stared at me. The pride of he didn't say the a word. Pride of Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. He played his college bar, ball at uh, Marshall. Spent a lot of time back in the day in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Not really good basketball about. player. I mean, obviously, one all time great football player. You know who really? else uh, is a Huntington? Jay Will? Yeah. No. Uh, may, maybe they actually have Huntington Prep now. Andrew Wiggins actually played his high school ball there, but before they had the prep school, the Huntington High School. O.J. Mayo and uh, Patrick Patterson were on the same team. Really? They dominated the, the West Virginia. As you can imagine, I don't think the talent <laughs> out in the mountains were, was wow. quite as good as out here in the Bay. But yeah, uh, yeah. O.J. Mayo, Patrick Patterson, they were on the same team and were uh, winning by 40 in the state championship game. I was actually there. Wow. He was an eighth grade diehard O.J. Mayo guy. Yeah. Fell off. Yeah. Um, by the way, just wrapping up the thread on Brady. Remember when he was on, wasn't at the barbershop a few years ago? And he talked about, I was going to go to a team and they decided to stay with who they had. And I said, you're staying with that MFR? And we all assumed it was Jimmy. Maybe he was talking about the Raiders and, and Derek Carr. Yeah. I don't know. Either or. Yeah. Who And at, at that time, as I recall, Garoppolo and Derek Carr were pretty much the same guy. Anyway, quarterbacking wise. You enter out on Derek Carr. You enter out on the Raiders as a whole. Out on Derek Carr, halfway in on the Raiders. Yeah, I think you've gotten about as far as you're going to get with Derek Carr. Yeah, how about you? Save that. We'll get your answer when we come back. Also, uh, what's really going to sting about this lackluster giant season, we may have to have some kind of service for the 2022 Giants? We may have to. Yeah, we may have Maybe to Maybe time. Yeah. Maybe time, Whitey. I don't want to do it, but... No, we don't want to, but we have to, and we may have to do that next right here. It's uh, Chuck and Whitey, 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 